You're listening to Tooth Be Told. For the latest updates, like our SPIU Alberta Facebook page and follow us at SPIU Alberta on Instagram. Hi everyone, welcome to the Tooth Be Told podcast. My name is Ying, and today I'm joined by my co-host Jason. Hi everybody, my name is Jason. I'm one of Ying's classmates in second year at U of A Dentistry, and it's my pleasure today to be a co-host with Ying. Uh, yeah, thanks, Jason. So today's episode is about Shine Dentistry, and our guest speakers are Janice Choi and Jonathan Le. We'll just get them to quickly introduce themselves now. Hi, I'm Janice. Um, I'll be going into my third year of dentistry at the U of A. And for the 2021-2022 school year, I'll be serving as the junior co-chair for Shine. And my name is Jonathan. Um, I'm going into my fourth year of dental hygiene, and I will be taking up the senior co-chair position for Shine uh, for dental hygiene. Perfect. And uh, now we'll just uh, begin our interview. Sweet. So Janice, I have a question for you. What is Shine and how does Shine Dental Clinic serve the needs of the community? Um, so Shine is a nonprofit um, dental clinic where we um, provide emergency treatment and hygiene treatment for patients who are of low income and don't have any insurance. And we provide these treatments and services um, for free. Our clinic is run by um, student volunteers, dental hygiene and dentistry students will offer these treatments. And we also have like a licensed dentist or the preceptors that will come in and supervise all of these treatments um, on Saturdays. And our clinic is whole, um, held at the Boyle McCauley Dental Clinic. Um, so yeah, Saturdays starting at eight. Mm, yes, perfect. We're all very excited to start Shine again. <laughs> yeah. And um, from both the dentistry and dental hygiene sides, what treatments are provided at Shine? Um, we'll have Jonathan start us off here. Uh, sure. And um, first, so for the hygiene side, um, it pretty much revolves around like early, early detection and prevention of oral diseases like caries, gingivitis, and periodontitis. Um, we, like the physical treatments, like the skills that we provide are like calculus or plaque debridement, which is basically your classic cleaning. Um, we do also like offer desensitization therapy. So using fluoride and we provide oral health education to help increase um, a patient's ability to care for themselves and their oral health. Perfect. Um, for patients who might may be experiencing um, pain or other symptoms, um, our dentistry students and volunteers um, can provide treatments such as fillings. Um, we do the initial root canal therapy um, or what we call an open and train, but we do um, we don't um, obturate. We actually refer those cases on so that they can receive a continuation of care. And we also provide extractions as well. Um, but, you know, we offer those treatment options to our patients after we've done a thorough um, patient exam, which may also include um, x-rays as well. Perfect. 
I just have a follow-up question to that. Janice, you said that we do refer some of the treatments. Um, where do we refer them to? And I know that um, Shine Dentistry, we don't charge the patients, but if we do refer, uh, will they be charged wherever we refer them to? Um, so currently right now, there's a lot of venues that the patient can choose. Um, they can still go to private practice if they want to still receive care. Um, we can also refer them to the University of Alberta, um, the Boyle Macaulay Dental Clinic as well. During the week, they are open and they also serve patients as well. Um, depending on the treatment, um, it if, for example, we start a root canal therapy, um, we're able to continue that care for that patient and refer that on um, for free as well. There are certain services that we cannot provide for free, for example, um, like a crown or a bridge, dentures. Those are services we unfortunately don't provide because we are in emergency treatment, but we can for sure you know, give that patient the right avenues to go um, for further referral. Perfect. That's amazing. Uh, Jonathan, if you don't mind, I have a question for you now. So yeah, sure. as the Shine Dental Clinic operates with no charge to patients, how is the clinic funded? Uh, I'm aware of the golf tournament that we host, and I'm, I believe that we get sponsors and donations through the golf tournament. But uh, I think Janice would probably be the best um, person to ask for that one okay yes. Janice take it away <laughs> uh majority of our funding does come from the annual shine golf tournament which I'm sure um this year's um golf tournament organizers Adam and Ryan so they'll have more information on that but that's our main source um we are looking into the future of seeing if we can host more fundraising events to support shine and to continue our mission to provide free services to our patients um, but yeah, the golf tournaments are main um, place to fundraise. Yeah. Later in this podcast episode, we will also talk to Adam about the Shine Golf Tournament and he'll give us more um, detailed explanation of how that goes um, at that time. Yeah. Um, so Janice, are there any restrictions to who can be a patient at Shine? So anyone can come to Shine regardless of um, your ethnicity, your religion, um, even if you, English is not your second, um, first language, sorry. We have a lot of patients who have immigrated to, you know, Canada recently, and maybe English isn't their first language. So we still welcome those patients in. We have lots of our volunteers are very diverse and can speak another language. And we can also bring in a translator, which is typically a family member. Um, typically our patients who come in are low income and they don't have any insurance and that's why they choose to come to shine because um, maybe they're financially struggling and therefore cannot afford treatment at you know private practice so we truly do focus on patients who cannot afford um, treatment elsewhere and that's our main um, population that we serve and I want to add actually since you brought that up that uh, sometimes they bring someone else to translate Sometimes we also speak the language they speak. Like I can yeah. say from experience. Yeah, Janice, I was one time uh, volunteering with Janice. And <laughs> yeah. We had a lady who, yeah. <laughs> we had a lady who speaks French better than English. And so Janice had to come in there and 
save the day with an implant, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, but Jason also came in. He spoke really great French, too, and he spoke way better than me. So <laughs> otherwise, I'd be there with that. Google Translate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have some bilingual or trilingual students at the clinic who can also just mm. come in and talk to anybody, no matter what language, like French, English, Arabic, it doesn't matter. They all work out. Mm. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. All right. Well, since I'm going to ask my next question now, so I'm sure you're familiar that, of course, with COVID-19 uh, being around last year and kind of this year as well, how did that impact Shine in your point of view? I guess we can start with Janice and then after Janice, I guess, Jonathan, you can answer it. Um, yeah, for uh, <laughs> with COVID, not only at Shine, but just, you know, all of all dental clinics were you know, at the start of the pandemic really had, we just had to shut down and, and then review essentially what kind of procedures and protocols that we need to change in order to protect both, um, you know, clinicians, volunteers, as well as the patients. Um, we've definitely become more strict in terms of um, the IPC protocols that we follow, as well as the personal protective equipment. We now have to wear face shields, um, scrub caps, other um, equipment that's additional. Um, we also disinfect and wipe down a lot of our things. Uh, we're constantly sanitizing. Um, yeah, and I'm sure Jonathan can think of so many more changes that we've done. <laughs> yeah, like um, our the procedures that we do, like typically they generate a lot of aerosols, which um, we have tried to minimize over the times. So, uh, but whenever we can't, uh, minim- or we can't avoid using um, aerosol generating procedures. We'll use forehanded dentistry to make sure that there's like a vacuum or high high volume suction being used while those uh, HEPs are being utilized. And then uh, we also make sure that um, operators and assistants, if they are part of like an aerosol generating procedure, they stay in their own operatory. And then the other volunteers that haven't been exposed to that will grab stuff for them. Right. And were there any administrative changes that happened because of COVID-19 as well? Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's honestly all the changes kind of like put extra strain on like the admin team. So like they are like before they weren't really responsible for like having to um, help out all the other operators. But like now they're just like running between each op trying to get everything scrambling around to like find what do you need? Like, yeah, I can help you out. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I know there are some hectic days where it's like, oh, I need somebody to grab me this, but then nobody's coming around and I can't leave this off. And it's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, but... honestly. <laughs> yeah. Every day is a workout. And then the admin. <laughs> admin so team, yeah. I get so many steps in doing admin. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good experience. You get to talk to a lot of people in upper years just because of that mm-hmm. right because yeah you get to yeah. go around and be like hey nice to meet you fourth year <laughs> what <can> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it is pretty good you get to know a lot of people and like you kind of get a more holistic feel about like a dental clinic because you you pretty much have your hands in every aspect of the clinic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 
And uh, Janice, can you describe to us what a typical day at the Shine Clinic looks like? Yeah. Um, so we, you know, due to COVID, we did change a lot of what we do, but essentially we have an exec come in at like 7.45 a.m. on Saturdays, turn the lights on, everything, and then all our volunteers start coming in at 8 a.m. And we essentially prepare all the operatories, we wipe them down, we bring a new exam cassette, um, which is essentially, you know, your instruments for the first patient when you're doing your um, patient exam. Um, make sure that everybody's in their right operatories, everybody's, you know, introduce themselves, um, get the sterilization going. And then we will, um, you know, due to COVID, we, um, someone from our team will actually go outside of the clinic. And typically there every Saturday, there's like a quite a long lineup of our patients outside and we'll go down the line, take down their name and their phone number, and then we'll divide them into two um, separate groups, whether they came in for like a dental treatment, maybe they're in pain and what they want to see a um, dental student, or they came for a cleaning and a hygiene treatment. So we'll put them on the dental hygiene list. Um, and that's how we start our triaging process. And then from there on, we'll um, start um, triaging in the sense that we'll assign um, each operator with a patient. Um, and then that's how um, we do a rounds of patients. Unfortunately, due to COVID, we can't have everybody in the waiting room. So we've tried to limit how many people are in the waiting room and then try to call patients back when it's their time um, to uh, when we finally have a seat to open for them. And then we also, you know, do middle of the day, make sure that everybody's um, on course. We do turnover. So once a patient has completed their treatment, make sure we clean that operatory properly, make sure that sterilization is still going ongoing, make sure that everybody's on the right track, um, do some paperwork if there's any referrals that need to be done. At the end of the day, it's a lot of paperwork. We make sure that all our operatories operators have completed their clinic notes properly um, and all the operatories look clean and tidy because um, the following Monday, um, the Boyle Macaulay Dental Clinic staff will come in and um, that's their clinic. So we wanna make sure that we leave the place very clean and tidy for them just as we found it. Um, and then we just double check everything and make sure the computers are shut off. And um, yeah, there's a lot that more that goes on during the day for sure. But that's uh, the, the usual skeleton that goes for the schedule. <laughs> yeah. You listing all of that is just like bringing back memories of those days and <laughs> yeah. like running it through my head. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was a lot of work for you, Genesis, as well, because you not only had to like make sure everything in the back was going smooth, you had to go back to the front. And like make sure reception as well. The patients are ready. Call them in. Get their paperwork done. After all the paperwork's done in the back, they sign the forms, consent forms. They have to go to the front <laughs> and the genesis to photocopy them, store them in a file, all that good stuff. So yeah, a lot of work for the two of you actually, Genesis and John. Like great job. You guys deserve an applause for that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Janice is a superhuman. I just see her like she's oh, no. everywhere. <laughs> she's straight up everywhere. She in actually the is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even at school in the sim lab, because I know uh, second year was tough for you guys with like dentures, uh, root canals, like endo and pros and all that stuff. So good on you guys. Yeah, it's impressive. Thank you. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I'm going to ask another question now. This one's a bit more personal. It's not exactly 100% about Shine, but it's just a little bit more towards uh, Jonathan and your life. So um, how would you, John, like describe the people and the atmosphere at Shine, like based on your opinion? Uh, the atmosphere is very like hectic and like fast paced. Um, just because we have every op, I believe there's like eight chairs that are filled with patients. And then every different op has their own needs. So each patient has um, something that needs to be addressed and is not always the same thing as the other patient. So it's like the atmosphere at uh, Shine is pretty hectic. Uh, but the people, people there are very motivated and they're always trying to learn and do things better. So I think um, Shine is a pretty good place to like learn and improve your own skills because it's like a very challenging place to be but uh, I also believe it's really rewarding because like you once you've completed your treatment uh, you like you can see the patient smile you can also like talk to yeah you can talk to your your classmates about like what you've done kind of compare and like compete with like other people you know like oh I did I did this really hard extraction and you know I mean, I don't have that like experience because I'm in dental hygiene, but like, you know, I hear it from you guys in dentistry. That's pretty funny. Sweet. <laughs> Do you think you made more friends in Shine? Yeah, for sure. Like everyone in Shine is super friendly and like everyone's just like willing to talk about pretty much anything dental. So you make a lot of friends in Shine. Sweet. And um, Janice and Jonathan, this question will be directed to both of you. Uh, what additional responsibilities do you have in your specific roles as Shine executives compared to that of a volunteer? Um, we'll have Janice go first. Um, so I guess for both me and Jonathan, we, um, you know, as a Shine exec, we're at the clinic more frequently. Um, and we kind of know the foundations and the basics and we kind of know the flow of things. So we're able to answer people's questions and volunteers questions. Um, personally for me, uh, last year I was secretary for shine. So I was responsible for ensuring that every Saturday we had, um, volunteers coming in, um, making sure I take meeting minutes for, um, our general volunteer meetings. Um, this year as junior co-chair, I would say uh, my main role is to support this um, senior co-chair for dentistry, um, who is Anna, really great leader, very organized. um, And I just try to help her in any um, capacity that I can. Um, But yeah, my favorite part about this role is like having the ability to come in almost every Saturday and, you know, be able to uh, help make the day smoother for everyone. And, you know, I remember when I was a volunteer, I had a lot of questions. So it's really nice to now uh, have all the answers and share those answers with our volunteers if they have any questions about, um, you know, their role as a volunteer. Uh, For me, uh, as a senior co-chair, I have to coordinate, like, um, not only the student volunteers, but also the preceptors that will be watching over the volunteers. Um, I think that's the biggest part. But then, yeah, it's just overall, it's more 
I have more of a responsibility to be supporting the the, um, the volunteers and the execs at Shine. Right. Yeah. No, you guys do a lot as execs and make sure everything runs smoothly. And we're all really thankful for that because like everybody loves Shine. So yeah, thank you guys. Right. And so John, what would you say to an incoming like first year, uh, actually for both of you, what would you guys say to an incoming first year dentistry, dental hygiene students who want to get involved at Shine? But I guess John, you can start. Uh, what would I say? That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, right now it's kind of hazy because there's like there's been a lot of changes to Shine. Um, but I'd say that Shine is a really great place to learn, and it's a really great place to like get to know people and make friends, especially people that are motivated in the same things that you are, um, especially like in patient health. So if that's the place that you want to be a part of and if you want to grow as a clinician, this is definitely the place to be. I totally agree. I think um, for any first years, incoming first years that are want to know about Shine, um, come as you are. Don't worry if, you know, come prepared. But if you have any questions, um, I'm like, everybody's happy to answer them. Like, that's how I felt as a first year. I was like, am I, you know, am I doing this right? And I would always constantly ask questions, but they're so happy to answer them. Really welcoming environment. And like Jonathan said, like, you meet like really cool people like Ying and Jason. I think I met you through Shine the most so, and had really great interactions there. So I really, you know, come out, have fun. Um, you also do get to see patients who would otherwise not be able to receive treatment and to see, you know, their reaction and how um, happy they are to receive treatment. It really does leave an impact and kind of changes the way in which you um, make sure that you as a clinician can be more compassionate and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that was wonderfully said by both of you. I feel like here, here, if I was in first year um, and I heard those things, I would be like super interested in Shine and I would be like, oh my God, it seems like a big party. <laughs> and it's, and it's a great idea to get the first years involved. Like I know mm -hmm. every year first years get in, but we learn so, so, so much. Like honestly, every time a first year should come in, they should definitely go through Shine to get the experience mm -hmm. and learn what it provides you. Mm -hmm. And again, this question will be to both of you guys, but um, what motivates you guys to dedicate so much of your time for your roles at Shine? Um, we'll start with Janice. Um, for me, I when I started as a volunteer in first year, I think being able to experience what it's like to help the community and kind of feel like I have a role in my community really made me motivated to join shine as a team have I wanted to have more responsibility and have more um, try to ensure that we continue this vision to help our patients um, and you know again we meet so many great volunteers so many great people in shine that you know it just motivates me to continue on to try to serve shine the best we can for not only our patients but also for our volunteers how can we make our system more efficient for our volunteers? How can we make the shine more accessible to our patients? 
um, those are all things that motivate me for sure to continue on um, to help support Shine. And for me, well, I, yeah, I won't lie. My first year, uh, I didn't volunteer at Shine at all. It was mainly because of work, because it was conflicting with the volunteer hours. But I came around to it and I was, I left my job and I ended up volunteering for Shine. And the first shift, I got pretty, I got hooked because uh, the admin team, because like I started an admin and like, we were just having a lot of fun. We were just having a blast. Everyone was cracking jokes and we were just like, just having a great time in admin, just running the sterilizers. And that was like the moment where I'm like, this is a pretty fun group to be around. This and is then, way better than work, right? Yeah, <laughs> this is way better than work. Yeah. And then it just, one thing led to another and I just kept on volunteering for shifts. Um, and then I was able to, become uh, an operator for Shine. And I got to know some of the patients. They told me their story and like they showed me that they wanted to make a change in their oral health, but they just didn't have the access to do it. So it made me want to kind of help Shine grow and increase access for people. Yeah, for sure. That was really touching what both yeah, of you said. Yeah, it was wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Okay, well, I have another question for the two of you, but I guess Jonathan will start this one off. Um, what would you say is someone struggling to access dental care but does not know about Shine? Well, so if they don't know about Shine, maybe they should look, it up, look us up in Google. Uh, Shine Dentistry. <laughs> uh, but um there I for over the summer I learned I, I was I'm working at a dental clinic and I realized that there a lot of dental clinics actually offer like alternative ways to try to access more expensive care but if that is out of reach as well there's also the school so the K Edmonton clinic or oral health clinic um, um where university students are the operators for you and they'll be at a cheaper rate, but in exchange for time. But then there's also Shine where, as Janice has mentioned, that we provide emergency um, dental treatment. But I'm not too sure if Janice has anything else to add. Uh, no, exactly the same. Yeah, Google us. We have some good social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, look us up. <laughs> yeah, and you, you guys have somebody in, I think, your class that's in charge of email communications with anybody? Mm hmm Yeah. Um, I don't know the email off the top of my head, but I guess uh, we can find it afterwards. Yeah. Maybe we should tell people in case there's... um people listening to this podcast yeah. that need to access it. Yeah. <laughs> not not that <laughs> that's a given yeah. but maybe yeah. maybe <laughs> um but to both of you um are there any certain pressures you two find in running shine um despite having a busy schedule yeah or are there any pressures that you guys feel from running shine because of a busy schedule um, for me, I, you know, Monday to Friday, we're all 
you know, at school, we're most typically either in the simulation lab or the clinic. Um, I would say just because Saturdays at Shine are such a unique experience compared to the Monday to Friday, um, you know, it's still a really great learning opportunity um, to go to Shine. There has been like, um, you know, because of COVID and a lot of shift in terms of um, protocols and higher expectations to ensure the safety of both our volunteers and patients. Um, there's been pressures to ensure that we all follow the protocol. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think we all are able to make the day go by smooth. There's some troubleshooting moments, for example, like an operatory doesn't have water. So how do we make sure there's water coming out of the handpiece or stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're able to have a really successful day. And, um, you know, Saturday's still, you know, really fun and you still get to meet lots of people. So. Right. Okay. Well then, um, Jonathan, so here's a question I have for you as mm -hmm. part of the dental hygiene program. Does the experience you gain at Shine strengthen your clinical skills even more strongly than if you're just working at the school's clinic? 100%. Yes. Um, I mean, it's also at the cost of my, like, my hand strength because, like, um, it, the cases in Shine uh, tend to be a little bit more difficult than in uh, the school clinic just because the school clinic does screen for people and then they triage um, the patients based on difficulty to different levels of students. But in Shine, you're just thrown into it. You like, this is your patient. You got to get it done. Yeah. And so sometimes it can be like uh, stressful to like complete a patient or complete your cleaning uh, within the given time frame. But it really pushes you like um, to like learn, pick up those skills extra quickly with the help of your preceptor, of course. And then uh, then that translates into your your skills as a clinician at the school clinic. Right, so you go back to school like, ah, I've done easier, I've done harder than this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nothing is I as hard that. as this, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. I think it'd be the same thing for dentistry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And lastly, what is the most memorable experience or encounter you've had at Shine? Um, we'll have Janice go first. Um, I would, there's one that comes to mind. We had a patient that came in. She was in a lot of pain. Um, she was quite swollen. Um, but I was, I was serving as the assistant at the time and my operator with the help of the preceptor was able to provide a treatment for that patient to relieve her pain and make sure that she has good follow-up care afterwards, um, you know, instruction. And she was so happy. She cried tears of joy after the treatment. And it, it shows, you know, a lot of these patients are in pain and I've heard patients who waited like, a month before coming in because they just financially couldn't afford it or they can't, you know, they have three jobs and they unfortunately can't, you know, give up a shift because they're financially struggling and they can, you know, when they can finally come in to shine, um, 
you know, they're really happy in the end when we're able to provide those treatments. So I think that would be a memorable moment for me when, you know, the operator and the preceptor was able to um, give treatment and I was, I was just helping, but um, really great to see our operators do so much for our patients. Mm -hmm. It's everybody's teamwork. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Jonathan? Yeah. uh, For me, uh, it was, probably when I was an operator um there's this fairly young guy he just came in um he originally wanted a cleaning but then as I was going through uh we did or I did realize that there was um like there was starting to like there's signs of early decay and so we worked with uh the dentistry students to figure out like what treatments would be best for him to take in the future. And, um, you know, he, uh, he was kind of hesitant about it because he only came in because he heard it was a free clinic and he didn't want to pay because he just can't afford it. So like, I just told him like, yo, you can come next week. And he comes next week and the next week after that to get all of his recommended treatments because he wanted to have more control over his um, his oral health. But he, because dentistry is privatized, is very expensive, so he couldn't afford it. And, and that's probably like the most memorable moment for me that he like where he came in and then he kept on like, uh, like he, he would say hi to me every single time. Like every time, every single time he would come in and like, we would like have a small conversation, ask how we, like, how are each other doing, you know? And I think that's probably one of the best parts of dentistry that you get to consistently see patients and kind of watch them develop over time. Yeah, for sure. I think it's so great that like all of our, all of our patients are so great and they're all so thankful Um, And it's so heartwarming to hear all of it and see all of it. And it makes me appreciate what we're doing like so much more. And yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was all the questions we had for you guys today. Thank you, Janice and Jonathan for joining us and best of luck to both of you for the school year. Yeah, it was a blast chatting with the two of you. And thank you so much for teaching us about Shine, all the wonderful work the clinic provides and sharing us all your experiences. It's lovely to hear from other people what they learned from Shine and what they recommend to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thanks for inviting us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, no worries. And now we'll quickly talk to Adam McCourt about the Shine Golf Tournament. All right. Hi, Adam. Welcome to the podcast. We'll just have you quickly introduce yourself. Sure. Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me and uh, congratulations on your new podcast. That's very exciting. Thank you. Um, Yeah. My name is Adam McCourt. I'm going into my third year of the DDS program here at U of A. Um, I originally went to school in Calgary before getting into the DDS program. And I grew up in Drayton Valley, which is a small town a little west of here. Yeah. That's great. And Adam here is the organizer of the Shine Tournament, uh, Shine Golf Tournament, which is where most of our uh, fundraising for Shine comes from. So we'll just quickly ask you a few questions about that. Yeah, so you bet. first, please describe what the Shine Golf Tournament is like and what is its purpose? 
Yeah. So, I mean, you essentially nailed it. Um, it's a annual fundraising event that we do for the Shine Dental Clinic. Um, and really its main purpose is just to raise enough money to cover the yearly operating costs for the Shine Dental Clinic. So that includes things um, like rent, but also uh, things like the dental supplies that we use and our gloves and everything like that. Um, so yeah, it's actually, we're going on to the, the 16th year of it. So it's a, it's been old reliable for us. Yeah. Um, that's great. That's perfect. More detailed than what I provided. Um, who are the participants and what can participants expect? Sure. Um, so primarily the participants are, uh, members of the dental community. Um, that could be our instructors, that could be other students, um, that could be dentists. Uh, it could even be uh, like dental specific CPAs or insurance companies. Um, but honestly, we don't keep it excluded to those groups. Uh, anyone's welcome to play in the tournament. Um, but those are the groups that we target, especially um, early on. Right. And who are some of the sponsors for this year? Um, yeah, for sure. Actually, I just realized I didn't uh, answer the second part of your last question. Um, as far as what uh, can, participants can expect, it is basically a six hour day and it starts at 7.30ish a.m. Um, and pretty much they come register uh, at the front tables. Uh, they grab some on the go complimentary breakfast and then usually uh, the participants will go warm up a little bit on the putting green and the driving range. Um, go uh, talk with the other participants, maybe meet some of the people or meet some of the people in their uh, groups. And then they head to their designated carts and they drive out to um, a hole that they've been assigned to. And so what we use is called uh, a shotgun start. And if you don't know what that means, basically everyone's on a different hole and a horn will go off and everyone tees off at the same time. Um, it tends to be a very efficient way to run tournaments. So that's what we've chosen to do. And then they will play 18 holes in their foursome and they do a best ball format, um, which is essentially every player hits every shot and you go to the best ball and everyone brings their balls to that best shot and every player will hit the next shot. Um, and you just take the best ball every single time. So it's a very uh, stress-free format. Which yeah, is it's fun. so reliable. And, oh oh yeah. yeah, no, it's great. I love it too. And uh, also another fun part of the tournament that we do is that each hole is sponsored by, um, a company and you alluded to this in uh, the question you just asked me. And so that's how we get our main source of funding. And these sponsors get to uh, set up tables at each of the holes and they can do fun little activities or events um, and they can introduce their company. And it's a great way for the participants to interact with these sponsors. Um, it's also a great way for students to make connections as well. Um, so it's always fun. You never really know what you're going to get in the next hole because each sponsor has their own way to be entertaining. Um, but it keeps it interesting. And then the round takes about five hours because those added little activities within. And then at uh, around noon hour, or around noon or like one o'clock, we all get together for a lunch in the clubhouse. And during the lunch, uh, we uh, will list any of the winners for the tournament or like the winners of the long drive or the closest to the pin contest. Uh, we'll also do our uh, raffle for the door prizes. Um, which is always fun. And usually we can get a lot of stuff and, and uh, uh, not everyone, but a good majority of people get to go home with something cool, which is nice. Uh, and then normally we have a couple speeches as well um, scheduled. So we'll do those at the lunch. And then the nice part is normally we have the golf course booked for like the whole afternoon. 
not the actual golf course, but the clubhouse section. So you're not really in a rush to leave. Like if you're just enjoying your company at your table, um, you can honestly stay there as long as you like. Um, or as soon as the speeches are done, you're, you're free to go as well. Um, and to the second question you asked me, we have a ton of sponsors um, and probably too many for me to go through in all of this <laughs> podcast. But I, and I also don't want to list just like a handful and not give credit to the others. But the one I will single out is our title sponsor. And that's Dr. Lal with Renew Oral Surgery. And so I don't know if you've met Dr. Lal, but he's a fantastic person. Um, if you ever see him, absolutely go introduce yourself. He's a great guy. And he's been a, our main sponsor for uh, the Shine Golf Tournament for a very long time now. And he always goes the extra mile for us uh, in supporting the event. So yeah, it's, it's been great having him on our team. For sure. Yeah, I will definitely introduce myself. And for anybody who's wondering who the sponsors are, well, you'll just have to see at the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Next question. Um, what was it like to organize the tournament this year? Um, this year, it's been great, honestly. It's been, um, there hasn't been too many challenges. Uh, we started it pretty early, especially with securing our main sponsors. Um, because it, it does cost a lot of money to rent out the golf course. So you have to make sure that you're going to at least cover the costs of the golf course itself. So we always try to, to land our main sponsors early on, um, and then sort of fill the roster up from there. And what we decided to do this year is rather than send out like mass emails to everyone right at the start, um, we got our main source of funding and then we waited until, um, that July 1st, when Alberta was going to be announcing, um, like the lifting of restrictions. So we didn't really want to just like pepper people with emails and like updating them with all the new regulations that we have to follow. We anticipated that the restrictions were going to be lifted and we were like, you know what, we'll just wait and then send one email when we're allowed to go forth to this tournament um, instead of <laughs> sending all these emails qualifying all the rules and how we're going to have to uh, make amendments to follow those rules. Um, so I guess that was really the only alteration that we had to make that you maybe be, maybe wouldn't have to make in a regular year. But Honestly, that's pretty minor. Um, but yeah, it's now we're uh, honest. We're almost full, actually. Um, and we're allowed to have 144 participants this year, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's all that's all to say for that. It's been great. Yeah. Minor changes, but smart changes as well. Yeah, yeah. true. Just minor mm-hmm. tweaks and it uh, saves a lot of headache. Right, for sure. Um, and what has been your favorite memory from any of the Shine Golf tournaments that you've attended? Oh, <laughs> that's a tough question. Um, especially because, like I said, every sponsor um, has the opportunity to set up their own hole. And they know that they only get a few minutes with you. So they typically choose something uh, pretty entertaining. Um, but off the top of my head, something that comes to mind is one year. This was last year, actually. Um, one of the sponsors had you do a challenge where you were trying to hit closest to this yardstick and you were maybe like 20 yards away. However, there was two wheels you had to spin, like the wheels you would see in Wheel of Fortune. And the first one would decide um, what object you had to hit the wiffle ball with to the target. So it could be like a bat or like an opposite handed golf club or something. Um, And then the second wheel decided what position you had to be in as you hit it. Um, So you could be like seated or like on your knees or something. Uh, and I forgot to mention, you also had to be blindfolded while swing, while swinging at this thing. Um, so it was certainly humiliating, but a lot of fun. Um, if my memory serves correctly, I'm pretty sure 
in my little foursome, I was, uh, I like duffed it a few yards and was by far the furthest away from the target. Don't and worry, think, me too. <laughs> oh yeah, you would probably yeah. remember that one. Hey? <laughs> and then I think, uh, I think the winner in each of the, in each pairing got to put their name in for a raffle for a prize or something. If, if memory serves, I think that's how it worked. Yeah. But that, that, that's one that stands out to me. That was a good time. Yeah, for sure. That was a hard hole yeah. <laughs> to participate yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. Um, and lastly here, what would you tell someone who is maybe interested in participating? Um, what I would say is, I, and I get this question all the time, is not be discouraged if you're not a golfer or if you've never golfed before. I know it's a golf tournament, um, but that really is not the main focus of the day. Everyone's out there just um, meeting one another, having fun and ultimately raising money for shine. Um, so definitely don't let that hold you back. And uh, also, like I mentioned, it's a best ball format. So there really is no pressure. Like it doesn't matter if you don't hit a single good shot all day, um, you can still go and enjoy yourself. So um, that's what I would say. Don't let that stop you from participating. Um, and if you ever had any questions about how to participate or how to volunteer in the tournament, um, you could always reach out to me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I want to confirm that I am by no means a good golfer, but I thoroughly enjoyed my time last year and it was just such a good environment. You meet so many great people. So no, that's, I, I totally agree. And that's great to hear. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it for today. Thank you, Adam. And best of luck for the next school year. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Mm -hmm. And that is all for today's episode. Thank you for listening, everyone. And if you have any questions about Shine, please contact the email uofashinedentistry at gmail.com. Bye now.